0: From the top of the mountain, all the water was coming down. Our creek had a landslide. There was a whole boulder coming down. There was landslides everywhere. It was scary, and I didn't know what was happening. Really scary flood. Don't know if you can get out or if it's going to come up. Really, really high to the point you can't escape.
1: It was like a miniature tsunami. It was just brown water just powering through, just powering through the trees. It was just the mud. As
0: anything I've ever seen. And I just kept on thinking, like, what if the walls came down and just crashed the roof down on us? You're listening to the Young Legends Podcast. You're here with Carlin. I'm Cleo. Hi, I am Liam. I'm Layla. Jesse. And Lu Shen. My name is Leah Banglos. Hi, my name is Cosmo and i'm oscar my name is timothy hi i'm eden and i'm pax hi my name's freda i'm Osa zero and i'm raw and you're, you're listening, listening to 2022 flood story young legends perspective grade five and six main arm school
1: This is part three of the Young Legends podcast about the devastating 2022 floods of the Northern Rivers, told by the students of Main Arm Primary School. You are unable to hear from some of the students as they have moved on to high school, but we do have the voices of the current year six students in Main Arm Primary School. The stories they have shared in the last two parts about the damage and loss of their school and home within their community are heart touching, but what's happening in their lives now A year and a half later, we trekked through the hills of Mainarm, driving on the not-so-recently-damaged roads to Mainarm Primary School. In this episode, the young legends tell you about how they were and still are coping with the aftermath of the 2022 floods.
0: After the floods was the single best two months of my life. It was so fun. First of all, because we didn't have to go to school. Uh, second of all, every day, all I would do is just go up to Colonel Hall, ride around with my friends, sit there, and download movies to watch at my house, and like eat giant noodles because that was basically all they had there.
1: Being back at the school after being displaced and situated at Durrumbull School for a period of time was absolutely thrilling for all the students. New classroom furniture, sports equipment and a revamped classroom were only some of the many positive changes to their devastated school. Let's see what they have to say as they welcome us into their school.
0: We got a new library. There's a lot of construction workers building new buildings. Classroom has been changed a bit. Can you describe what it's like to be back at school? Nice because it was getting a bit not like fun sitting in a classroom with another two classes at this other school. It was like cramped. And can you tell me about some of the changes that maybe have made improvements to your school here? We got more couches and they're comfy and we've got pillows to sit on the ground now. Well we got our entire 5, six classroom like redone and it's like really good now. Like we've got all the new furniture and stuff. The whole classroom is like rebuilt and stuff so it's really good. In Sports shed, we got a bunch of new equipment which is really good because all of it got wiped out during the floods and then we had nothing. So then teachers ordered like a bunch of Bamington and Wheelie really gigs which is really weird. And stilts which is good for little kids. No, I do like the, the couches, like Luchenne said. The tables, they're not like drawn on if you look underneath. On the whole, you're happy to be back at the school. Definitely. It's a lot better than to rumble where we were at. But the one bad thing is that there's always workers outside with like those jackhammer things and hammers. Yeah, yeah but it's a lot nice having a new classroom. The old classroom smells a bit weird.
1: The Main Arm kids help with the clean up of their school. While doing so, they found a stinky creature in their historical library.
0: After the flood, the library was destroyed and mold was, like, beginning to grow on the outside. We didn't want to lose any of the books, so we started moving them. We did that all day, a couple of us. I think it was Jesse, Carlin, Liam, me and Pax. And everyone else started moving them and I had to get the books and pile them and then they grabbed them and moved them. And I had to stand in there all day smelling a dead rat that was in there. Oh, the rat. So we had to bring like these small bookshelves, boxes, whatever it's called. And then we had to bring it up to the new library. And Colin said, like, what's that smell? And I was like, What smell? And I started like I started like sniff around. And then I just smelled like a dead smell. Like like a dead rat smell. There is no
1: denying the fact that the floods brought the community together with Coenal Hall being the meeting place for all Main Arm affected residents who needed food and shelter, as well as a place for people's devastating stories to be shared. Now, after the floods, the children continue to recognise the ongoing importance and size of such a supportive network.
0: How has your opinion of Main Arm changed since it flooded? Mainham was always pretty dodgy. It was like a full bike track if you're on the road, but now it's, now it's like a motorbike track. It's so dodgy now. They kind of fixed the roads, but they didn't really fix the roads. But it was still always dodgy, so. Well, they actually did fix most of the roads because, like, they built, like, a new bridge near the schools and, like, fixed, like, some of the causeways. And they're, like, like, right now, like, um they're fixing, I think, one of the bridges or, like, causeways near the school. I think the floods have kind of brought all of Main Arm more together because like before we were just a bunch of dodgy randos going around and stuff but, but now we're kind of like more of a community so that's better I guess like when when we had the floods I went down to Kona a lot because that's where they like brought shelter and food and stuff and I met like a bunch, like a hundred more people that I never knew that lived in Main Arm so they were all pretty nice
1: the students share their stories of how their friends from Main Arm had to move out of the community due to their houses still being unlivable. Do you know anyone who's had to move away from their house?
0: Yeah one of my friends who moved away his name is Nutsay and he's in year seven in high school and he had to move to the ocean shores because his house got flooded and he's still staying there now. Yeah, uh, my friend Manu, he had to go to different Airbnbs.
1: It's not just people that you need to worry about when it rains. What about our furry, feathered and four-legged friends? A year and a half later, the children tell us how to safely look after our pets when it rains, knowing what they know now.
0: Whenever it rains, like, I have a lot of guinea pigs and one cat. She's an inside cat. And whenever it rains, like, we have to move them, like, under shelter so they don't, like, drown in the water
1: or whatever. Is that because you're scared of it flooding again and scared of them washing away down the stream?
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that kind of. And also just, like, you know, to protect them. Well, my two dogs survived. I had six and then five of them just died straight after the floods, just died. You had six what? Chickens. Chickens. (laughs) Do you have any left? Used to, one just ran off in the middle of the night and never came back. (laughs) I would do.
1: (laughs) Here comes an unexpected answer to a question that we thought would be loaded with emotions. Because within the year and a half after the floods, many people experience anxiety at the sound of rain. But apparently, not everyone. Can you explain to me what happens when it rains and how you feel? Happy when it rains.
0: I'm guessing that all the other kids in this room feel the same because they know if it floods, we don't have to go to school. This
1: next section is advice from the young legends of what to do if we do experience another flood. Listen closely and keep notes. Valuable advice is coming your way. If your road's blocked, do you ever feel that you won't have enough food in your house?
0: Not really, because I feel like we know heaps of friends that will probably come help us. How much food do you keep in your house in case it floods? Well we have barely any food, but I normally just put someone and eat the bed full. Do you have your own secret stash of food under the bed? Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I have so many tokens under my bed. I called my dad because I knew he was part of the SES and he's been through it, so I called him to, like, ask him, like, what to do and, like... And what did he say? What what kind of advice did he give you? Just, like, get everything high up so, like, if the water actually came in or the stuff that we actually, like, needed wouldn't get infected by the flood. Just stay calm and, like... Be wary around, like, just keep looking at how it's, like, rising or lowering. What would I do during the floods? I would probably get everything above, like, onto a table or something and maybe put all the, like, valuable stuff up high and, like, put stuff in bags or, like, boxes and try to keep it away from, like, the ground so nothing gets, like, mouldy or, like, the stuff that you like or, like, need. doesn't get mouldy like food and stuff. A piece of advice would probably be... When it floods and you can tell that it's going to rain a lot more, then get it up as high as you can and get yourself up as high as you can. Like, if you live near a mountain, then go up the mountain, unless it's dangerous for landslides. Put your stuff in, like, a a plastic bag. So if you start, like, seeing water flow through, like, mud or something, like, if it comes down a mountain, then you should stabilise the area or move away because a landslide might happen and you might get trapped. If you have, like guinea pigs or rabbits or any kind of pet that would be like outside whenever it rains or whatever just like move them like undercover somewhere where it's high up or even inside your house to like keep them safe. If all the water's coming up to your house you could try to build like waterways in the dirt so all the water goes down into one spot. Definitely have some backup food. Two minute noodles. If you're in any situations, say if you need to get food and you have to cross a crossing that is flooded, make sure you know how strong the current is and how deep it is. Like, get someone bigger than you to go in first to make sure that you are, like, strong enough to fight the current and don't get washed away. And also, my other piece of advice is when it floods, have a motorbike because I learnt that if you have a motorbike and you give people food with that, you get a lot of money. My friend did a GoFundMe after the floods, and he had helped so many people by giving them food on his motorbike. Because some of his gear was damaged in the flood, he raised over like $5,000 for himself, and his mum didn't let him keep it though. But he did get to buy new equipment that he needed, like a new tire because it got punctured in the floods, and like new boots and stuff. So, get food, get like a backup generator maybe? Store power and get like fuel or something for the generator. Put sandbags around your house and clean your gutters, maybe. Yeah, clean your gutters so it doesn't get like blocked up in your gutters and park your car somewhere high. Make sure all the water goes to the gutters on the side of the road, otherwise, it could create a huge hole in the road and then nobody could go through, and your road would get really bad and might wreck your car. Okay, this is also like a piece of advice. So the night the floods happened, so I left my phone and my iPad charging on my floor and I went to bed and when I woke up the next morning, there was like the water in my house, like on my iPad and my phone. And I was like so freaked out because, you know, I thought they would be like dead, but then they worked. I was so relieved my advice is like don't leave your devices on the floor when it rains
1: we'll have one final word from our young legend Pax about his interesting flood story
0: why would you choose to live here Pax because it's just a good place with a good school and good people
1: Thanks to all the young legends who've made this podcast possible. Their input and enthusiasm and all their great advice proves their level of resilience amongst the aftermath of the 2022 floods. This podcast was recorded and produced by Leela Shostak, Rosella Torres and myself, Monet Shortland. This project was made possible with the assistance of the Community Broadcast Foundation, cbf.org. We hope you enjoyed part three, recorded 16 months after the initial 2022 Northern Rivers floods, as told by the young legends of Maine Arm School.